Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm Bill of Jesse Thorne. This week, preliminary herring. Karina brings the case against her husband, Ian. The two of them would like to get a fish tank for their home. When they agreed on this, Karina had a small tank in mind with one or two fish. But Ian says he will only accept a 35-gallon tank or more. Who's right, who's wrong, only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. Schedule four battle drills, one for each shift. Run a series of simulated attacks from a Cardassian squadron. I want you to conduct the exercises personally, Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Get it done. Oh, and get that fish out of the ready room. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, swear them in. Karina and Ian, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he did not co-write Shark Tale 2? That was our friend Scott Ackerman. (laughs) I do. I do. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Ian and Karina, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favorites. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced? When I entered this courtroom, uh, Karina, let's start with you. Do you have a guess? I have no clue. You put a Kardashian in there, so I'm assuming something Star Trek, but that might have been purposeful to throw me off. (laughs) And I'm not very Star Trek good. (laughs) Which Kardashian is on Star Trek? Chloe? (laughs) (laughs) Kardashian. As my friends know... Star Trek is a huge nerd blind spot for me, so I'm sure they're screaming at their uh, (laughs) devices at the moment. And I don't know. I'm going to say it's the one that Jesse always talks about with the whales in San Francisco. Okay, that is is an original cast movie, so that is an interesting guess. The the, the only words that I changed in here were I added a bailiff Jesse Thorne instead of Will for Will Riker, who is a Next Generation cast member. So that's a hint for you. He's in the next generation. He's in all the movies of the next generation cast. And now on all these ads on Twitter that I see for some kind of Star Trek game, they get the whole gang back together. Oh, geez. Including Jordy LaForge, Jesse Thorne, our friend, LeVar Burton. Oh, yeah. My close personal friend who was on this show one time. That's right. <laughs> I talked to him on Skype. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Ian, I've given you a hint. I, I am you can also take, you can in run a away spot with here. Um, I wish I could take advantage of the hint, um, but it doesn't help me in any way. Um, so Karina guessed Star Trek. I think it's three. four. Oh, was it three? I don't know. Yeah, the search for Spock. It's four. It's, <laughs> no, she four. guessed four, the voyage, oh, the voyage home. home. The voyage that's home. That's only because right, I okay. know that Jesse talks about that one a lot. All right, All right then I'll so San Francisco. I was yeah. born. No, Ian, I already told you it's a next generation cast. Oh, see, I At can't least I figure out that. There, I think I know a couple that there was first contact. I think that was next gen. That's a movie I'm talking about. Oh, episode it's a series? Oh. oh, it's a series. John. Star Trek The Next Generation, I have a guess. I know about that. <laughs> I know it's a series. I just didn't know that's what the reference was. Oh, oh no. no. John left. We lost, we and he's wearing shorts and blue socks. <laughs> <laughs> well, in... Uh, I knew it uh, was a series. Karina's. I just didn't know it was from a seri- the series, and I would not be able to guess an episode. There's no okay, way. Okay, order, order in this court. Let the record show that I, Judge John Hodgman, had to leave the room for a moment. To seethe. John, I have a Star Trek The Next Generation guess. What is it? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was on that. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. 
That's my guess. Whoopi Goldberg was on that. But the guest star in this particular episode was not Whoopi Goldberg, although she may have been in this episode. She was a series regular. Ooh, we forget. No, I don't forget. I never forget. <laughs> the guest star in this particular episode was Ronnie Cox, famed character actor Ronnie Cox. Yeah, all dogs love Ronnie Cox. <laughs> yeah. Dogs are it's One trash moment, day. please. Sorry. <laughs> Now, Ian has to leave the room, <laughs> not to seethe, but to quiet his If you don't pooch. interrupt them, they just ramp each other up. A husky will do that. <laughs> what are their names? Andy and Boomer. Andy and Are they Boomer. both huskies? Boomer's a husky, Andy's a corgi. Which one is? <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny team. <laughs> yeah. That's great. My aunt does uh, Northern Dog Rescue. Oh, nice. And she has this... A dog sled with wheels on it that she like mushes dogs through this park in Oakland. That's amazing. We rescued Boomer from North Sled Dogs Rescue. Oh, that's the one that she. That's oh, the yeah. one that she does. You we probably, rescued him from there three years okay. ago. Oh my God! You probably ad- you probably uh, adopted your dog from my aunt. Probably. What was her name? What, yeah. What was her name? Gail. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I sent her pictures and everything of him. Like, All right. Order in the court, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. She's very nice. <laughs> Unreal. Everything is well. Thank you to Aunt Gail for rescuing huskies and getting who was who was barking then. Was it was it husky or boomer? It was mostly boomer the husky. Boomer uh, the with husky. a little bit of Andy thrown in. Andy yeah. kind of ramps boomer up, so because, Andy will start, okay. then boomer will take over the howls <laughs> because all dogs love ronnie cox and boomer surely was yelling at both of you yes star trek next generation season six episode 10 chain of command part one starring ronnie cox's edward jellico takes command of the enterprise it was a real curveball to sttng viewers as captain picard was summarily dismissed and ronnie cox as captain edward jellico insisted that they get that fish out of the ready room because, of course, Captain Picard had within his ready room a globular aquarium with a single fish in it, an Australian lionfish known around the set as Livingston, named after producer David Livingston. That's exactly what your dog was saying to you. <laughs> Our friends will be very disappointed and dogs. Uh, yes, now we'll yes. have to watch that. Yes. We watched a fish called Wanda, just maybe in case there was something there. I was, I was thinking of that one, too. <laughs> it reminded me it's a funny movie. <laughs> but I knew I had a feeling, you guys. I can't, boy, oh boy. I thought for sure. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what, wait, wait a minute, Karina. What does your nerdery lead to, if not a passing knowledge of Star Trek? Um, some Doctor Who, mostly the newer Doctor Who. Uh, who Dungeons and mm-hmm. Dragons. D&D, yep. I know Star all Wars. those. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Star, Star Wars, Wars than a Star Trek. It's true. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's just uh, never let, watched it. Let's not ignite those old uh, battles <laughs> and instead turn to this new battle. So, Karina, you come to this court seeking justice. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. What is the nature of your dispute? So, maybe a little, a little, yes, less than a year ago, right in the middle of the pandemic in the summer. Yes. I was home with our two children, five and eight. That was good names. I love those names. <laughs> Family names. Luke and Audrey. My uh, children were stuck inside and, you know, not, of course, with the pandemic, not able to leave the house. But then with with the fires that were going on in Northern California, too, barely able to even leave the house for the air quality issues. Sorry. We were going a bit stir crazy. And I thought, (laughs) what better way to entertain them than to perhaps get a small pet that they can focus some of their energy on, help take care of it. They help a little bit with the dogs here and there, but I thought, you know, something that's just their own that they can name. 
Oh, this was you already had the husky and the corgi. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boomers three and a half, and Andy is eleven. So you wanted to add to your pet portfolio. Yeah, this yes. is when everyone else was getting dogs and cats. Well, we already had yeah. those. You were so. over yeah, and that. all the all the shelters were emptied, um, and I didn't want I didn't want a third dog. Right. Want yeah. something smaller that just the kids can manage, hopefully, or at least you know. Name. You went to the dog shelter, and they're like, "We don't have any dogs, but we do have this," and they showed you a cage. With just a a lionfish flopping around flopping on the bottom. Around, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> so you conceived this dream of getting an aquarium. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, I thought, okay, we can get maybe like two like feeder goldfish or two guppies, something easy peasy. You know, the kids can name them, feed them, something to focus their energy during this trying time. Right, because fish are much more engaging than dogs, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, right. uh, the other part was, yes, if we've got some kind of small rodent, I would fear that our husky might um, remedy that with his prey drive. Um, so something that was contained. I noticed bailiff Jesse Thorne nodding assuredly over the teleconference. Can you this attest? is This is why my home contains no rodents. Um, I have two small dogs who are rodent dogs in a... Or, or were bred to be rodent dogs. And those rodents that I might bring into my home as pets would not be long for this world. They'd, they'd get it. They'd get it by the yeah. professional rat catchers that are your dogs. Not unlike that hamster my dad stepped on when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Reference to season one, episode X of Judge John Hodgman, Nightmare Gerbil. Yeah. Look it up on the Wikipedia Memory Alpha. That's the Star Trek uh, Wikipedia, by the way. All right. So you proposed this uh, this small investment in a small yes. aquarium with two small, boring fish. But Ian so to save my children what? any trauma as Jesse experienced as a child, right? Going to with a fish. So I thought, right. okay, maybe one or two, something they can you know manage. Small, perhaps like Captain Picard, a more globular, easy tank. Right. And I actually expected Ian to say no, well, that, no fish. Hang on a second. That tank is in space. That's not that's oh, a fictional tank. Sorry. That's a space tank. Just space so tank. you know. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, you're have to ref- I'll have to go watch it immediately after this and, and reference. I'm going to watch this episode for all, tonight. For all we know, Karina, it's made of transparent aluminum. <laughs> Probably it is. I don't know. We'd have to ask the computer. Mm-hmm. How would we do that, Jesse? <laughs> Hello, computer. Oh, also a deep reference to early Judge John Hodgman. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, that was a year ago, and you've been having this dispute ever since. You have have you you have not purchased a tank, have you? So it was more that I brought I brought it to my husband, expecting him to say no, no fish, absolutely not, and I and I was going to argue like, oh, but it'll be small, just a couple of fish, and instead he did the opposite and said, oh no, for getting fish, I need, in his words, quote, at least thirty five gallons. To right. which I then balked, saying, "No, that's far too big." And then we just sort of tabled it and said, "Okay, no fish." Not at all. And then I'm like, well, fish could still be fun. So I thought that uh, you could adjudicate what would be the correct amount of gallons, gallons and fish, perhaps. Well, I mean, we're talking about fish here, not scallops. So definitely yeah. more than one gallon. <laughs> so not <Yeah>. by the pound. <laughs> so why did you expect that Ian was going to not want fish? We've had a bit of a checkered fish ownership past. Both of checkered, us. A checkered, Both of us. A checkered Both of us. fishery. Checkered yes, a checkered fishery. Checkered fishery is what I said, Jesse. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. So it, what you said, John, it was, uh, it sounded like to me anyway that you said a checkered fishery. Yeah, that's what I said. Checkered yeah. fishery. A checkered fishery. It's like, it sounds right. like history. I guess it's a sure. word play. But it's, uh, Ian, uh, Karina, it's got the word fish in it. Yeah, that's what makes it. Um, 
a little bit different. A little bit of a <laughs> gives a little flavor of the of the conversation we're having. Classic with a twist. Tell me about your checkered fish story. Well, it starts with Karina's. How dare I think. you? <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm definitely guilty in this in this area as well. Don't start with me. It's true. Uh, but the first incident of um, uh, fish murder. Yeah, fish murder. Sure. Yes. In this yeah, case, yes. We'll be frank. Um, that's true. So Karina in college had a um, 10 gallon tank and um, in the process of moving it from one location to another when she was moving rooms, um, didn't dorm room. check the yeah. heater didn't get disturbed. And so she had in this tank, um, I think they're called ghost fish. Um, they're the little like tetras that um, are kind of see through translucent. Right. Um, they were no longer translucent a few hours later. They became quite uh, white and cooked. <laughs> Ironic yeah. that once they died, they were no longer ghostly. Yeah. Strange. So you cooked, you cooked your ghost fish in college. I accidentally cooked some ghost fish in college. <laughs> so sorry to hear that. We were all, so in the dorms. Um, we went to UC Santa Cruz. Um, Jesse also. Um, we were only Why allowed. Why am I even tank. still in this room? What was <laughs> what was your major? Ultimate frisbee or unicycling? <laughs> Politics for me. Computer science for me. UC Santa Cruz. I got to go on a college tour soon with a young person who lives in our house. Should we tour that college, Jesse? Absolutely. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a nice college. Nice college there. You could do hikes to class. Yeah. And we were at Crown, so we had uh, really good calves. <laughs> all right, good. I'll put. I'll add it to the list. The banana slugs, right? Isn't that you see Santa Cruz, Moscow, the banana slugs? Do you consider some banana slugs? Do you consider a terrarium? Get some banana slugs? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, I think I've heard everything I, was... I need to in order to make my verdict. I'm going to go into the New England Aquarium, one of the finest aquariums in the Northeast, and I'll be back in a moment with my decision. Banana slugs. I was a resident advisor at Crown, and I had forever a resident that was arguing that he wanted some madagascar hissing cockroaches and sure. i kept saying no absolute no it's like but why not i was like because i don't want them in here no <laughs> i wouldn't even take it to the higher ups one of our listeners uh, uh who goes by the name danny the trash woman in pittsburgh has a big tank of uh, hissing uh, madagascar hissing cockroaches they're very affectionate creatures Ugh. and they will freak out your dogs i'm sure <laughs> no. all right what was the other fish crime ian you said that there's more than one um, incident? Well, the next one probably turns to me. I'll let Karina tell that tale. But... No, I want you, you to con- I want you oh, to confess. I have to confess. Do you want to talk about Caesar or do you want to talk about No, like, that's, that comes fish. next. Okay, so so the, the right. next one. So I after college, I had a 50-gallon tank. You did not come here to praise Caesar, but to bury him, is my guess. <laughs> yes. Um, Flush him, yes. Not yet. Um, no, more like just not take I care of him, Karina. unfortunately. Hey, Karina, I I hey, stand by, stand by. Karina, that was a good punch up on that joke. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not come here to praise Caesar, but to flush him. That's better. Thank you. <laughs> good job. All right, Ian, let's, let's stop beating around the bush. What, how'd you kill Caesar? All right. So I, I had a 50-gallon tank after college, Whoa, uh, which was right. it was fun. I liked it. Um, it was very manageable. Uh, and I was populating it with a bunch of different variety of fish. Um, and one of them was a koi. Um, it was definitely oh. too large for the tank. Yeah, no. Um, you, whoa, wow. <laughs> it was a mistake. Uh, but we, I, at the time, I was living at a, a house that we were renting where there was a koi pond in the backyard. So we just migrated him to the koi pond. Your honor, in your, defense, in, your de- in my own defense, I just stole a koi from the pond to the house that I was No, 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 no. I bought I the put koi. it in a bucket. Oh, you did? I, I added to the house. He, he thinks he added to the koi pond, which, by the way, was not... Maybe there was fish in it, but it was so overgrown with algae or some other kind of growth. 
I couldn't tell if there were any fish inside of it. Was this koi Caesar or a different fish? Different fish. Well, Caesar came later. Called? Caesar was the last uh, fish. I don't think, I don't it think it he had named a name. him. There was a lot of fish in that tank. So. so you dropped your koi in the pond never to be seen again. And moved away, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I was giving him a better life. Judge Hodgman, there was a bitter controversy about koi during my time at UC Santa Cruz. Oh, yes. Oh, I see and Jennifer Marmer nodding her head assuredly now. There were no fraternities at UC Santa Cruz other than a couple of non-residential ethnic interest fraternities. There was an Asian American and an African American fraternity, but they didn't have a house or anything. Uh, and sure. then this MTV show called Frat Life came to campus, and some people created a fraternity for frat life. Uh, and as a fraternity prank, they stole some koi from the pond at Jennifer and my residential college, Porter College, mm -hmm. um, which turned out to be <laughs> something like $20,000 worth of koi. <laughs> Wow. Which made it grand larceny, and they went to jail for a year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this is what makes me uh, this is what makes me so curious about this unnamed koi that you dumped in a bucket in the corner of your room or whatever you did, Ian, 50 gallons. <laughs> oh, it was quite that nice Listen, I'm talking. I'm not an Aquarian, Jim and I, over here. But I have no experience with this kind of thing. But even I know a koi does not belong in a tank in your house. It belongs in a pond. Plus, they're expensive as F, as Jesse Thorne just pointed out. And I would imagine they're they're not easy to source. Didn't they warn you, don't put this koi in a bucket in your house? Put it in a pond because it's a big fish? No, I think no. this was easily no purchased from um, unnamed uh, big box pet store. <laughs> Whoa, I don't think really? it was at the pet store. I, I think this was at the I one in Sacramento. It, oh, really? I could have sworn we got it from PetSmart. That sounds like some unethical fish peddling to me. Yes, they would of often um, sell fish that were not um, easily cared for and... <laughs> <laughs> so they then, bought it from a door-to-door -door koi salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Some man came in a trench coat, hey, buddy, want a koi? Icky Woods from the Cincinnati Bengals knocked on their door and offered them a koi. They said no, but then they asked him to do the icky shuffle, and he did, so they bought it. So then, Ian, you got Caesar, who I presume is probably a uh, a giant squid. <laughs> <laughs> so manageable. A 35-foot-long giant squid that you that you kept in your bathtub or something? No, no. Caesar was in a um, small um, three-gallon tank that was actually a um, an aquaponics tank. This is part of the evidence that I submitted with the plants on top. Okay, well, let's take a look at, at that evidence so I can get a visual reference. These photos, of course, will be available on the show page at MaximumFun.org as well as our Instagram account, a really hopping account managed by Jennifer Marmer herself, Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. So this would be... This is a, what did you call it? A, a hydroponic? Aquaponic. John, you didn't go to UC Santa Cruz. An aquaponics tank is a tank of water upon which you grow either marijuana or magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's looking a little sketchy in the photos. Is, is it this fish tank that's got one lone red fish and a bunch of plants on top? Yeah, that mm -hmm. was just a sort of, yeah, more of a representation of what this uh, setup was like. Okay, so this is not the, that's not Caesar. This in is this not photo. actually Caesar. No, I think he was blue. Yeah. Right. This is just a photo that you took off of Google 
without permission. I don't think I have any. I don't think I ever took a picture of Caesar. To get, so to get this podcast shut down. All right. So what? <laughs> tell me about Caesar in his hydroponic tank. So the, the way it works is basically that the- You ate too many of those magic mushrooms? No, out, this, out this was used and at dro- work. Drove a car into a school cafeteria. <laughs> uh, no, it it had wheatgrass and some other herbs on it. What happened to the fish, Ian? I we were moving offices at work. Don't and wait for the translation. What happened to the fish? Uh, he was neglected. He was neglected and died. I'm not, I, I honestly don't remember. He brought Caesar home from work and put him in the slightly disused guest room. To which every couple of weeks I would say, have you fed that fish in there? And he would say, uh, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't look good for you, Ian. I know. It's By the way, don't wait for that translation. Every Judge John Hodgman fan knows is a reference to Star Trek V, The Undiscovered Country. <laughs> Let's take a quick recess. We'll be back in just a moment on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020... I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. 
Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. All right. What are we going to do? Well, so, all right, Karina, you wanted a little fish tank. Ian, you wanted a super big fish tank. Ian's, Ian's batting average with these, both of your batting average with fish is very, very, very poor. I'm re- mostly I'm tempted to rule against both of you just to keep a few fish alive on this planet. <laughs> That's fair. We were afraid of this. <laughs> Ian, how big is a 35-gallon fish tank? Uh, 35-gallon fish tank is... It's about 35 gallons in volume. About, <laughs> approximately. <laughs> uh, it comes out from the wall like uh, about 20 inches, um, and it's about two feet wide well indeed Ian, you sent in some uh evidence as well which are which are photos of three different fish tanks in the same environment mm-hmm. did you is this your home this is our home um, and did you buy I... three different fish tanks to take this photo <laughs> thankfully no. no thankfully this is photoshop this is the uh, the handiwork of photoshop All it right. is size accurate all um, right so you propose to put a fish tank between the open closet door on the left and the closed closet door with the the sh- the shoe bag container storage those container. are our masks from the pandemic that we have organized oh that's your that's your mask tree that's, that's, a, that's my mask oh. caddy oh mask caddy i like that very much so the kids ones are on the bottom and then yeah progressing in height our different masks come up so so here we have a photo of your of your rendering your pro- your projection of what a 35 gallon tank would look like Indeed. And uh, you say that this would come out of the wall because we're dead on. Everyone can go look at these photos. We're dead on, so we can't really tell the depth of this tank. You say it would be about 20 inches into the room. Mm-hmm. So I will point out, too, this is this is actually also a hallway from the front door, and then it proceeds down. The, that's a walkway down toward the bedrooms in our house. So sticking out two feet, I would say, would be... Um, intrusive well it's not it's not two feet karina it's 20 inches i understand i mean four, i just did, four I just did the math yeah, four, four inches, inches yeah. roughly four inches less than karina what two. is that relative to three feet is that about 16 inches less <laughs> <laughs> all right so 20 inches so what but i want to get this straight karina you're saying that this is a passageway an often used passageway correct yes mm-hmm. um that mask caddy is in a nice place because you can grab one right as you're about to walk a short ways to the front door and the front so, door is that that open door leading to that hallway on the left? No, you would proceed to the, to the right. right. So it'd be more of a T with the way that you're looking at the fish tank head on. You would head to the right. You would T off and then go that that way to get out. Okay, but door. it's an off-use passageway is what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. you would have to go around the fish tank in order to enter the rest of the house. Inches, 20 inches into the room, right? Okay. And The then, open door is actually to the backyard. The open doors. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, next, sort of, yeah, laundry that yeah. proceeds to the backyard. Next time, please send in a full floor plan just so I can. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll consider that. So that's the 35 gallon. That's the minimum that you want. Now we're looking at what's the next one here? The 50 gallon? The 50 gallon. Would, right. So I included this one actually as an example of I think this is too much. You think the fifty gallon you is have too some much limits. for for reference? Just what what I consider to be too large for that space. And uh, how much? How far? How deep is this one? How far does this come into the room? Same it's or? about another four inches. Wait a minute, hang two on. Feet. <laughs> two feet. Two feet. Two feet plus four inches. Hang on, 
carry the, okay, two feet, I think is what I come up with. Jesse, what do you come up with? Yeah, it looks like about two feet to me. Jennifer Marmer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's two feet. Two feet. Wow. Okay. 24 inches, two feet. Who knew? That's about right. 12 inches less than three feet. <laughs> but, but it's wider significantly. Mm-hmm. I have two things, and listeners can judge when they look at these photos on the Instagram account. But I'm going to say that this uh, this uh, 35 gallon tank is too small for this space. The 50 gallon tank fills it much more handsomely. Why do you think it's too much, Ian? So I think that it would actually, at that point, it starts to disturb the walkway. And we actually, to give you a greater sense, this is part of a large open floor plan. So right next to that is a high table that we sometimes gather around for like entertaining people. Um, so it would start to invade that space. Understood. So this, because the second thing I was going to say is this looks like a terrible place for an aquarium. It's really, <laughs> I mean, an aquarium is supposed to be like the sh- a showpiece, mm-hmm. and you got it shoved over here by the mask caddy in the mudroom. <laughs> Honestly, my concern is that you guys coming home will accidentally throw your keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there probably is a little door on top. Is that right, Ian? Usually, yeah. Okay. But you couldn't put anything on top of there. You couldn't put a key bowl or anything. No. Isn't there any better place for this to go? Not really. What? This is the place. Where? Yeah, look, really. I'm looking at you guys right now in in your home using the magic of teleconference. What what room is this? This is what we re- refer to as the library. That's become Ian's office in the pandemic work yeah. from home situation. I work over there. It looks like you have a couple of panels behind you for audio. Uh, yeah. yeah, This he built these... Um, We've been recording and not doing anything with the record. We've been trying to do things with the recordings of uh, with our friend in the pandemic of uh, with queries and making our own podcast. So he built some sound, sound panels. For oh, you, oh okay. All right. Great. You're aspiring podcasters. All right. Terrific. What's behind those panels? A, a mirror. Closet. <laughs> Mirrored closet. That's, what kind of computer do you have right now? I mean, not I'm, obviously it's a Mac, but I mean, can you move the camera around? Can I get a sense of this space? Oh, yeah. So there's my workspace. Okay. And Karina's also on a Mac. She has a laptop there. And I have a laptop here. And a bongo or some kind of... Look like a tube amp down there. Was there a I'm tube sorry, amp? We, we, we went to UCSC. So yes, he has a drum that he built. I built. <laughs> <laughs> because Ian, it seems to me that if you want, uh, if you want a large fish tank, your office would be a, the place to have it. Let me just check with Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Jesse, you're a podcast professional, right? Yeah, I am. Having a podcaster. How would a 35 tank aquarium in your podcast studio uh, affect your recording? Would that make it sound less professional if there are a lot of bloops, bloops, bloops? <laughs> no, it would make it cool. It's called atmospheric sound. Yeah. It would be the sound of a little treasure chest opening and closing. Bloop, yeah. Bloop. A lot of people only listen to treasure casts. And so there you go. It would be a bonus to your podcasting career. And it wouldn't be right in your foyer. Why not put it in there, Ian? It's not trafficked. I, I want it to be out and admired. That only I come in here. Really. Are you afraid it's going to meet the same end of as Caesar with the disease? I don't think so. Only because I I come in here every day. You just said it's not trafficked yeah. by me. No one else. <laughs> I think Ian kind of feels like if you're gonna buy sharks, you want to show everyone that you have sharks. <laughs> What kind of fish are you going to put in this? Sharks? If you get a 35-gallon. I, I think that there? would be under the same guise of uh, 
you, you don't put koi fish in a, I know, <laughs> too small was, of a tank. I was making yeah. it. So but there the, are ballast sharks. They're small. <laughs> yeah. Get the big tank and go with the sharks. <laughs> what are you going to put in there? Uh, probably, well, I, I made a, a short list um, of things that we had liked in the past. Um, definitely uh, Placo. Which is, things you liked in the past before you killed them? <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> okay. What kind of fish, Ian? Stop uh, dancing Placo, around this. Placo, ballast sharks. Uh, what? What? You just said fish. those sharks. <laughs> they're not really sharks. They're really fish. They just look what, like sharks. What are they called? What's, what's they're called? Ballast sharks. B-A-L-A? Mm-hmm. Ballast shark. All right. Oh, yeah. It says fish. Okay. Sharks are a type of deadly fish. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> How big is a ballast shark? Ooh, it's a very cool looking fish. They they start at around like three inches. I think they get up to eight or nine. Okay. And if you added uh, three inches to the nine, would it be about a foot? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Got it. That's a big, that's a, that could be a big fish, a foot long, mm-hmm. a foot long ballast shark. Can that really it, fit in a 35 gallon it, it tank? Can. You, you can do about it. The, the rule of thumb is an inch per gallon. Oh, all right. So, so you can have a three-foot-long fish in your 35-gallon <laughs> tank? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because three feet would be 36. Yeah. So, so you, would need a 30, you would need a three 36-gallon tank. Thank you, John. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's just one more. One more. So yeah. that's one less than th- th- three feet. All right. What are the other ones? Um, Pictus catfish. Mm-hmm. Um, some algae eaters, maybe some snails, uh, tiger barbs. What's a tiger barb? They're just a cool looking fish. They're orange and black stripes. <laughs> it's just a phrase you made up. <laughs> oh yeah, I like a tiger barb. <laughs> that looks good. What are the algae eaters you're talking about? Uh, they mostly suck on the bottom. <laughs> Keep yeah. the rocks clean. Yeah, they're spe- don't don't be so derogatory towards them. I understand <laughs> what they do. Are they fish? Yeah. Are they crustaceans? What are they? They're fish. Yeah, they got spe- they've got a species name. Name them. I I, I don't uh, know any more than that. I had they list them as The one that I had in college, I named Hoovy after a Hoover because he would kind of suck up all the algae around. And what kind of fish was he, Karina? They just said algae eater at this pet store. <laughs> mm. Now, Karina, you must know that precedent is against you on this one in the court of Judge John Hodgman. Uh, specifically uh, episode 426, Blob Justice. Uh, It was between a a husband and a wife, I believe. Definitely romantic cohabitants, David and Kaylee. David wanted a giant jellyfish tank in his den. I was afraid of that. I was a little bit afraid by bringing this that you would make us get an even bigger and cooler fish tank. (laughs) Well, I'm just wondering why you would come to this particular court knowing my predilection to let David put a huge jellyfish tank in his den once their baby turns four. Jennifer Marmer, do we know how old that baby is now? I think this kid is probably around two years old. We're, oh, okay. So it was a it was a newborn baby. It was an time. infant. So we're two the... years out from jellyfish time at David and Kelly's house. Yeah. All right. Put it on the calendar. I want to check in with them once okay. that baby turns four. I want to know what it is. I want to have the update. Okay. I want to see a picture. I want to see ask for a photo of the birthday party and the jellyfish tank. If it needs to be time stamped the same day. They can also hold up a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karina, knowing my predilection, why did you? What argument could you make that would change my semi-settled law on this issue? 
what is the problem with this fish tank? A little bit. I was hoping to appeal to your sense of not making work for other people. Mm-hmm. With the two dogs that we currently have, I am sort of the primary taker care of. I mostly feed them. If there's a vet visit, I make the vet appointment. I take them. Right. We're currently dealing with um, an ear infection in our corgi that I've already made two follow-up appointments. He's getting drops in his ear twice a day. I'm doing all of that. And I just foresee that this giant fish tank will end up being at least partially my responsibility, if not all of my responsibility to check in with Ian saying, have you fed the fish? When's the last time you fed the fish? Should we change out the water? And I am more confident that I can take care of a few gallons with two fish than I can 35 or 50 gallons with many fish. So your presumption is that even though Ian is champing at the bit, ready to go, no, 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 mom, dad, I will walk the dog. I will walk the puppy even though I'm seven years old. I promise you I'll take care of it. You'll never have to do anything. You think that he's lying and you will, the work will ultimately fall to you, Karina. Yes. That is, yeah. And Ian, do you have a defense for that? I do. So counterintuitively, a larger fish tank is easier to take care of. I mean, easier specifically for Karina to take care of. Is that, <laughs> is that the argument that you're making? Is that no. the argument that you're making? No, if I do this right, I would I would hope that it actually requires very little maintenance. I see. What reason do you have to believe that you would do it right? Technology has advanced. <laughs> your long your long history of fish murder. Uh, the point you're making though is that a larger fish tank it is easier to keep the various uh, metrics that the water requires, acidity, pH balance, uh, ammonia levels, et cetera, stable for for longer periods of time. Whereas a smaller tank is more reactive to changes and the fish are more reactive to those changes in the sense that um, they die quicker Mm -hmm. if you can't adjust those metrics fast enough. Is that your argument? That's part of it. The other part is um, actually smaller tanks. Okay, you well, you said it perfectly. The right. the other part is the um, smaller tank gives fish less space to hide, and not having a sense of their own space, they end up attacking each other a lot more often, which we've also had happen to lots of fish. More space to hide. They have to have their own sense of their own space right. so they can relax. Two fish can we can get each a castle. I'm fine with that. Two castles for Two for, castles. E- for each fish. <laughs> they can hide in there. I think, Ian, that given that you're talking to a judge who grew up in an abandoned mansion as an only child, you may have hit upon a rich vein of argument. (laughs) The mansion was not abandoned. It was occupied by me and my mommy and daddy. And that's it. (laughs) And your music rehearsal room. And our several eccentric borders as well. It was a whole show that never happened. Listen to Dead Pilot Society. For Only Child, the live reading of my never-produced pilot about me living in a mansion as a child. Karina, does Ian's preference for a larger tank seem in line with what you know about him as a person? Yes. So when Ian tends to have a predilection for something, like a hobby, he will throw himself fully in and will research everything and get only the best. Or only the largest. Right. Or the largest, right, yes. Right, right. By best, you mean most grandiose. Yes, usually the right. most expensive, which is reassuring for him um, about quality. Sure. Are you concerned ultimately that he will buy and construct specialized sound baffling, uh, microphones with sound shields, high quality headphones, 
uh, and so forth for the fish, but the fish's podcast will never actually come out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, check, check, and I guess we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, because the podcast that you guys have threatened to start has not begun yet. It has not been, we've not released any episodes. Correct. Only to our friends. Yeah, we've um, edited some and um, released some to our friends for testing. What's the premise of the podcast? Fish fight? (laughs) No, it is... um, titled Hollywood Rolls, R-O-L-L-S. The uh, premise of it is we take movie and TV characters and we build them into a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition character that you could play at a tabletop. So if you wanted to be Liam Neeson and Taken, here is what we build him as, and you can play that in your Dungeons and Dragons game. And we argue with our friend Matt about what that build looks like. By build, aren't you just rolling dice? More like, is he a warlock? Is he a cleric? Like, Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I like this podcast. So Liam Neeson and Taken, when you transpose him to D and Dungeons and Dragons world, what is he? What did we I'm, make him? Uh, he, he was a variant bugbear. <laughs> <laughs> We've argued for bugbear in the past. Yeah. No, we also made, a, we made an Nigo Montoya. We basically made a Nigo Montoya puss in boots accidentally. <laughs> no, that 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 tracks. But Liam Neeson and Taken would be what a kind of a warrior mage or. Did we make him a fight? Did we multi-class him, didn't we? I would think fighter rogue. I think he was fighter rogue. rogue. I think we made him fighter rogue. And with a certain set of skills? Yeah, I think we took the feet special skills. skills. (laughs) Because he has a certain special skills. Uh, That sounds like a fun podcast. What's stopping you guys from releasing that to the world? Editing's hard. It takes a while to edit. We only have a few in the bank, and we were afraid of releasing and then not having anything to release. And did have you done audio editing before, Ian, or is this a new hobby for you? A new hobby. Right. So maybe it's not the time to take on a 35-gallon fish tank full of mini sharks. It's, it's, uh, I've, I've been getting better at it. <laughs> at the editing? <laughs> at the editing. <laughs> now, look, your kids do not have a vote in this. I was afraid to bring it to them because, and yeah. again, it took us about a year and we were at a stalemate and I didn't want them to kind of get their hopes up. Well, I was just going to say, they don't get a vote, so you have to approach this delicately. But have you, have you discussed it with them? Do they want fish? I just briefly, again, before I brought it to Ian, kind of mentioned to the children, like, hey, if we got like a goldfish, would you like that? And I was met with a bit of indifference, but a yes, but not an enthusiastic yes. Since then, they've asked once for hamsters, and I said, absolutely no rodents. Right, 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 right. Um, and do let me ask you this question. Do either of you want these fish? I like fish. I like fish. I All just right. want a few. <laughs> a, a resounding Doesn't. sorta. <laughs> that was a very powerful shrug that I got from both of you. I mean, maybe there's a reason in the year we haven't actually yeah, gotten any. Karina says she kind of likes fish, and Ian says he really loves researching fish tanks. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to rule in your favor, Karina, obviously uh, the fish tank you have in mind would be what? How many gallons? Maybe two or three. Um, because I've had a 10-gallon tank before, I could be persuaded for 10, but 10 still feels big for me. Maybe two or three with, again, like two guppies or two you know, feeder goldfish, something easy. Something easy to surreptitiously replace when it dies. Exactly. <laughs> and so, Ian, obviously, I had to rule in your favor, 35 gallons. 35. I would be willing to consider a 20-gallon tank, but really 35 is the correct size for that space. You sent a photo of a 20-gallon tank, correct? Mm-hmm. What it would look like, a, a, a composite photo? Yes. It, yeah, just, it, looks, it looks a little small. Look, looks a little dinky in there, for sure. Okay. So you would be willing to compromise at 20 gallons, though? 
Mm-hmm. Nothing less than 20. No, it starts to become hard to maintain. And there's no chance of just not getting fish at all. We, we could... A picture of fish? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. <laughs> I will now return to the Penguin Enclave at the New England uh, Aquarium in Boston, Massachusetts, where I will uh, huddle with my uh, huddle with my friends, the penguins, and I'll come up with my verdict. I'll be back in a moment with my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Karina, how are you feeling about your chances? Oh, boy. I don't know. Bringing up that past precedent really um, makes me afraid that we're going to end up with a 50-gallon tank somewhere in this house. <laughs> I mean, the good news is that you don't have a den, right? <laughs> it's true. Might have to replace our dog's uh, crates with a giant fish tank. <laughs> I'd like to see your husky hooked up to one of those uh, sleds with wheels on it, pulling the fish tank around. Oh, no. I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> Ian, how are you feeling about your chances? Our sorted past is has made me nervous, but I, I, I like I think that it's the the correct choice of size if we're gonna get fish. You know, my now eight-year-old was going through a real tough time about a year ago during the pandemic. He's a real animal lover. You know what we got him? What? A fish. You know it's dead? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> is it the fish? Yeah, R.I.P. Finny. Oh Finny. And what size tank did you get? <laughs> I don't know. Fish size. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. We had water in there the whole nine yards. <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about this when we come back in just a second. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. So one of the things I learned when I was researching Livingston, the lionfish uh, that lived in the uh, globular orb aquarium in Captain Picard's ready room is that that... Uh, that is not a space fish tank. That's on Earth. Star Trek is fiction. It was shot on a studio in Los Angeles. And Captain Picard is actually portrayed by a professional actor named Patrick Stewart. And Patrick Stewart hated that fish. Or I should say hated that fish tank because he loved the fish. And according to Ronnie Cox, the famous character actor who played Edward Jellicoe, one of the reasons why he had his character say, get rid of that fish, is because Patrick Stewart was always agitating that the fish tank should be taken out of that set because of the ethos of Star Trek The Next Generation and across all of the Star Treks, it is inhumane to keep an animal captive. Star Wars, however, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> keep any uh, salacious crumb you want chained next to you. <laughs> 
next to your next to your tepid pool of frogs that you eat while you watch people dance for your pleasure. Star Wars is a harsher universe than Star Trek. It's because Star Trek is a science fiction franchise and Star Wars is a fantasy franchise. Come at me, everybody. I'll just direct you to the episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal, where I and Adam Savage established forever why Star Wars is fantasy and Star Trek is science fiction. But meanwhile, Patrick Stewart is a nice man who would tell both of you that you're monsters for wanting to keep (laughs) a fish in a bowl. No space to hide. It's true. (laughs) There's a reason that we have the term living in a fishbowl, because any human can tell simply by glancing at a fishbowl that is an inhumane, I mean, let's not even human, human center it. It is a cruel place to keep an animal. The fish die. Fish die in fishbowls. I've had it happen. It happens. I know you're not talking about a fishbowl per se, Karina. But a small fish tank, one or two gallons, there are downsides to it. One, the fish have no place to hide. And they are also experiencing great shame and humiliation. They want to hide, but they can't. (laughs) Two, the water is much more reactive to temperature changes and ammonia and and pH changes and stuff. It is a fish-killing machine. It is, as Ian, having probably done the exact same amount of research on the exact same webpage that I did, 35 seconds on some fish-keeping webpage, there is absolutely true that a larger tank is recommended for beginners because it is a more stable environment. That is to say, you're not going to have the trauma of just watching this fish suffer and die real quick. R.I.P. Finney. R.I.P. Finney. And as well, there is the precedent from Blob Justice that I want a big jellyfish tank in that guy's house. But not in his house, in his den. Because you know what? He sent me, you'll find this interesting, Ian. David sent in evidence, which was a mock-up of what the jellyfish tank would look like in the den. And you know what it looked like? What's your guess? A hundred gallons. No, I was going to say it looked good. Oh, (laughs) yes. I'm sure it did. It looked really good. And it was huge. The problem is, Ian, that while I and science agree with you that your fish will be happier, healthier, uh, less prone to death, etc., in a larger tank, 20, 35, 50 gallons. This does not look inspiring to me, this fish tank next to the mask caddy. <laughs> the, this, looks like, this looks like something shoved into a corner. It does not look good. It is a dinky space for what is supposed to be an inspiring aquascape. Wouldn't you agree? Now, my only insight into your lives that I've had, or that is to say your physical domicile, is this photo of the passageway between the mask caddy and the mudroom where you propose to put the fish tank. And then, of course, the clutter that is your own office. I heard that there was some talk about abandoned hobbies in the garage. I don't even need to go into the garage. You've got this whole podcast set up for a podcast that you have not yet learned how to make. And you barely have room for your homemade conga and, uh, and tube amplifier. I don't know what else you've got hidden in the corners there. And then the other aspect of this is when I look here at this passageway, I got to remember that this 20 gallon tank that you're willing to settle on, never mind where, wherever you would put this two gallon fish tank. I don't know where that would go, but I have to remember that you have 
uh, uh, you have two dogs and two small children. Set aside the children. They can be reasoned with. But you have a husky and a corgi. A husky is a big, huge, dumb, clumsy dog. <laughs> and a corgi is a little Worse, dog. Worse, John, it's a big, huge, brilliant, clumsy dog. <laughs> are they super smart? So smart. Huskies are so smart. All right, I'll take it back then. Not, I don't think that the Huskies' incredible brilliance nor its body mass is going to be able to keep that corgi from doing what a corgi does, which is messing stuff up and knocking that thing over. <laughs> and getting ear infections. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the favorite corgi hobbies. <laughs> I, I, I came here to mess stuff up and get ear infections, and I get drops twice a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> This 20-gallon tank in particular looks like it's going to it's gonna fall over if I look at it too hard. The <laughs> 35-gallon tank, not much better. The 50-gallon tank, which is like, now we're talking about an aquarium here. Now we're talking about, a, like, I can see the fish in this photo. You know what I mean? And they've got places to hide. But coming out two feet into the room, is gonna, it's just intrusive and bad. Mm-hmm. And finally, your kids don't even want this thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a year without it. I don't even know why you're still thinking about this. You've got two kids and a corgi and a husky on your hands. Pandemic is not over yet. You still got a lot to do. You still gonna be stuck together. That fish, this fish tank is gonna be a big deal hobby. And Ian, you have a history of starting hobbies and kind of letting them go, right, Karina? More, yeah, more than yeah. The um large amount of brewing equipment in our garage and the amount of beer that he brews currently, I think, yeah, is a testament to that. I didn't even know that he was a home brewer. I mean, you knew that he listens to Judge John Hodgman. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that that fish tank cannot, this fish tank cannot go. I would suggest that you not do this. I don't think there's any reason to. You want to have some fun in your house? Give everyone a good time? Get a kitten. (laughs) <laughs> that kitten and those dogs are going to have the greatest time together. It's going to be hilarious. And guess what kids like? Kittens. They don't like fish. They don't want to You can't tell me they want to want a, a tiger barb. <laughs> they don't want to cuddle with a tiger barb. That said, Ian, if this has now become your passion, if this has become your guiding principle, the way getting a jellyfish tank was for David, I will allow you to get a fish tank of any size you like, so long as it will fit into your little room. You may have to get rid of that conga. You may have to get move that tube amplifier. You're going to have to find... have to move the glass blowing setup. <laughs> <laughs> the unicycles. The ultimate frisbee stuff. The disc golf equipment. Yeah. It's not just the unicycles. It's the, it's the hydraulic unicycle lift that you need in order to do repairs <laughs> on the unicycle on the undercarriage. Mm-hmm. You can find reasonable room for a fish tank of the size that you like to have your hobby in your own room. That's what it's for. That's what your room is for. It's not what your mm-hmm. hallway is for. And so I order that you may get a fish tank of the size you like, but I order you may not get a little teeny tiny fish tank, A, because I don't think it's really nice for the fish, and B, because who cares? Why bother? You want to <laughs> you traumatize your children as they watch fish die? That's what that's for. I've been through it. R.I.P. Finney. R.I.P. <laughs> Finney. This is the sound of a gavel. There's always a bigger fish. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. 
please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Ian, you've been put on blast here. How are you feeling? I I will have to consider the arrangement of my room. Have you thought about flooding it like that woman who fell in love with the dolphin? Uh, no. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that story, Jesse Thorne. Oh, this lady lived in a flooded apartment with a dolphin. She and the dolphin fell in love. Where did this happen? (laughs) On Radio Lab. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) You might have to replace Uh, the bar that's currently to my right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the dolphin's a bit of a lush. Hard to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. You have a bar in there? I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but show me the bar. Uh, well, this is the. It's his whiskey it's, shelf. It's just the whiskey shelves. Oh my God. Home brewer whiskey shelf. <laughs> He's not allowed Breaking. to. Breaking. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman, listener, has whiskey shelf. <laughs> yeah, put the fish tank right where all your glassware is. That looks good. <laughs> That's an amazing idea to have a fish tank next to your bar. It's going to be a- atmospheric, like Jesse said. I ruled in your favor, Ian. Why do you feel beat up on? You should be really <laughs> no, happy. No, no, no. I just have to figure out the spacing. It, it, it can be done. You really do. It's a mess in there. Get it together. It, it, Clean it, it really up. Is. <laughs> Clean it up. Karina, you're shaking your head ruefully. How are you feeling about this situation? I'm scared what he's going to do to this room and to the rest of the house to make room in this room for whatever his machinations are. <laughs> oh, no, are. no, 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 Karina, listen. Anything that is in this room that has to be moved out for a fish tank is going to go straight to the curb. That is not being redistributed. All of Ian's world, all of Ian's hobbies and worlds have to be in this room. And if he wants to make room for a fish tank, he can. But if he can't make room for a fish tank, that's on him. But you cannot move that homemade conga into the into the bathtub or whatever. <laughs> that's not how it works. I'm sorry if that wasn't clear to you. Then I feel a little what better about things it. That- Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. She wants... She doesn't want any of that garbage. Come on, Ian. It's your whiskey shelf. Oh, it, I don't drink any of that. It's fair. <laughs> There's things of hers in here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this a shared office? This only became an office uh, two months ago. What was it before then? It's where Dolphin books room. and games and whiskey lives and wine. And okay. wine fridge. Yeah, this is exactly where an aquarium should be. <laughs> but you cannot get rid of any of Karina's stuff. It's all your stuff has got to go. You got to make room in your in your life and your heart for all these tiger barbs and phallus sharks or whatever they are. <laughs> Keep them alive this time. Well, Ian, Karina, I wish you luck on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Remember, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it at all. <laughs> You've got lots of animals. Get a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) 
Another Judge John Hodgman case is in the books. We'll have swift justice in just a moment. First, our thanks to Nicole Debeau, or possibly Debau, for naming this week's episode Preliminary Herring. If you want to name a future episode, go to Facebook and uh, search for Judge John Hodgman and like it. That's where we ask for submissions. Our producer is the great Jennifer Marmer, UC Santa Cruz graduate, and our editor is Valerie Moffitt. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO, and check out the Maximum Fund subreddit. That's at MaximumFun.reddit.com if you want to chat about this episode. We're on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman, your home for realistic renderings of foyer fish tanks. Relatively realistic. Reasonably. I mean, they're about as realistic as like when you buy a hammock chair on Amazon Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's just a stock photograph of a man drinking coffee and then next to him is a, you know, the outline of a hammock chair. I feel this is the second or second week in a row that you've mentioned this hammock chair. Why do you want a hammock chair so bad? I have a hammock chair. I just haven't put it up. I can't figure out. I'm waiting for my wife's permission to pick a place to put it up. I'm excited about this hammock chair. Uh, Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with quick judgment. Rob says, by mass, I am roughly twice the size of my wife. I believe this entitles me to two-thirds of the bed. My wife is bad at math. (laughs) Uh, No, she's fine at math. You just don't appreciate that uh, a large portion of your incredible mass is your fat head, Rob. Yeah. You share a bed equally. You sleep in the hammock chair tonight. <laughs> Judge Hodgman, if any of our Judge Sean Hodgman listeners live in California, especially Northern California, and they're looking to adopt a Northern breed dog like a Husky or a Malamute, they should contact Norsled and ask for my Aunt Gail. Norsled, you say? Spell it for me. N O R S L. E-D, sled dogs. Norsled.org. I'm there now. Look at these piercing blue eyes of this beautiful husky. Well, Gail's going to hook you up. My yeah. Aunt Gail's going to hook you up over there at Norsled. Ask for Gail Dorita. She'll set it up for you. These are amazing creatures. But uh, be sure that you're willing to walk it uh, 75 miles a day. Uh, look at these incredible dogs. Aura, Bo, Bennett, Big Maya. Blanche Louise, Blossom, Cascade, Celica. Pooh, a dog named Celica. There we go. (laughs) I already have a dog named Previa, so. (laughs) I already have one named Mitsubishi Delica. Uh, Yeah. My my hamster Tercel will be glad to meet Celica. (laughs) All right. Check out norsled.org, and we'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.